welcome back to Hardcore Conservative Meat-Eating Beer-Guzzling Radio. We, we've got two of our biggest uh, proponents of it. I'm fucking around. You know, I thought about that, like, before you guys got here, I was like, how am I going to introduce this one? Of, like, two of, like, the kindest people I know. I was like, why well, not just be a smart ass and, like, sarcastic about it? And that's the best I could come up with. That was perfect. <laughs> Spot on. Thank you guys so much for doing this, man. So, gotta, because there's like so much I want to talk about with like both of y'all, but start with like current. So, tattoo apprenticeship. Yeah. It's <laughs> now going on. And like, damn, dude, how long were you in the in the medical field for? It was a couple of years, wasn't it? Yeah, it was only a few years because, you know, nursing school took about two years. And then, um, after that, I started working at SGMC, did that for almost a year, and then I worked at Greenleaf for two. So, um, yeah, it was three three years, and uh, I just didn't love it anymore. What What do you What do you think was the um, the biggest misconception people think about it? Because it's it's a big industry, like the healthcare yeah. industry, especially around here. Yeah, especially. In um, yeah. That I don't know. It's. It's weird because, yeah, nursing is rewarding, but people don't ever warn you, like, all the bullshit you have to put up with. Like, not even from patients, but from just, like, other nurses, from management. It's almost like they don't want you to take care of your patients, you know? Like, they they do everything based on money. So, if you do have, like, a love for your patients, it's almost hard to do what you feel like you need to do because management stops you from doing it to save money. Like, if that makes any sense, you know, it's all about money. Right. Well, I mean, it is a, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's a business, you know, at yeah. the end of the day and you got blue collar folk under that. So like, I, I get the argument about healthcare industry needing to like remain in the private sector mm -hmm. because you've got, you I don't trust the government, so the last thing I want is them to have more control over like life in America. If you know, just to make it concise. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I've and I'm sure most people have like horror stories about all this, this uh, shady and shadowy stuff that goes on in the healthcare industry. Mm -hmm. But is it like for me, like I, I've never had the brains to be able to do physical science like that, <laughs> let alone try to like. A be, a be competent enough to get a job at it like the the health uh, and welfare of the community i feel would just go down if i got involved <laughs> in that. my my brain's just not wired for it you know like it's just like i it, i cannot do it cannot do it but um as far as like stuff that goes on the uh the back end of it and like i've got a few friends that are in the administrative level of like the healthcare industry and they they talk about some of this uh I guess it's a it's a tie-in between like big pharma and big insurance, mm -hmm. right? That more or less sort of put a, a stranglehold on the actual healthcare providers. So they make it to where they're going to be incentivized to sell a new drug to a patient or recommend using a new machine that they have invested in, like right. all all this stuff. So what uh, what would be a, like something you've seen personally from there? Well, speaking, like, for, for insurance purposes, like, they, working at the last place I worked, you know, at the mental health facility, like, 
it was more me seeing like people who really needed to be there. They needed to be there for at least one more day to make sure that they didn't go home and kill themselves or hurt someone else or they're still psychotic, whatever. But when their insurance ran out, that was it. So it was constantly like having to be on the phone with the insurance companies and having to um, chart in a way to make them feel like that it's worth them staying a few more days and them paying out for that patient. So that was really the biggest like thing that, the biggest red flag for me in the mental health portion of it was just like, these people really need to be here. And these insurance companies, we could write one thing like patient smiled today. And they're like, oh, they're okay. They're not gonna kill themselves, let them go. And it's like, yeah. no, that's not the way it works. Like we're the, we're the ones that are with them the most during the day. Like the doctor sees them for five minutes. I see them for my whole 12 hour shift. So why are you saying that what I charted is not good enough? Like, why are you trying to say that these people are safe when they're not? Cause I mean, it looks really bad for a hospital to let someone go and then them kill themselves the next day. Right. Or, I mean, or take I mean, it out or take it out on other people. Yeah. Like these mass shootings and yeah. people want to immediately jump to, well, it's, it's gotta be uh, the firearm. We focus on that. It's like, yo, Look at the history of the actual murderers. One, we need to put the blame on the person with the, behind the fucking gun, yeah. the murderer. And then let's take a look at, like, unpack this idea and look at why. And if you look at why, you see this, this series of uh, similarities in them that revolves around mental health and mm -hmm. certain types of, like, SSRI drugs. Now, again, I, I, don't, I don't know a lot about this stuff. Yeah. You know, so, like, when I come across it, it's... It's it's a little harder for me to process versus like fucking Bigfoot, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I look at this stuff as as far as what well, you're saying tying into this uh, bureau, uber bureaucratic healthcare system that mm -hmm. we're in, and um, you you look somewhere in like the mid 20th century. I forget what year, but this legislation started passing where. Uh, it would not, if you kept somebody for mental health reasons, they started putting in this stuff where it, uh, they said it was a human rights violation just to keep even dangerous people institutionalized. Mm -hmm. And while, like, like most things that are political, it's usually you get people's emotions involved in the short term, and then they don't think about the long term because you present them a solution to their emotional reaction to something, right? Right. So... I think in the long-term ripple effects, what we've seen since like we started treating mental health on more of a bureaucratic level than looking at like what does not only the patient need, what does the community need? Because some of these folks are dangerous, not just to themselves, but to other people. And it's um, the long-term effects of that we see now where we see, okay, we've got you know mass shootings that are happening more frequently. Mm -hmm. um, we've got... Uh, uh, homeless crises that are going on on the West Coast. And you, you look at a good chunk of these people, it's not because of economic reasons, it's because they got let out of mental institutions mm -hmm. because they didn't have insurance <clears throat> or because right. like they had reached the max amount of days they could stay there legally and the state was like, well, you're a, they view it as a, a commodity, something they can make money off of, right? Mm -hmm. So they look at as far as, well, the risk assessment value of person X is too much of a risk for our insurance company to take. So, bye-bye. I mean, I've legit had a patient that um, 
suffers so badly from schizophrenia that they are homeless. They'll never be able to hold down a job. They cannot function in society without being in trouble constantly or, you know, I mean, and they're homeless. So the cops like go after them and then you feel bad because it's like, well, he ran out of days or she ran out of the day. So like, he's never going to be able to come back here because even when he needs to, even when he has such a bad psychotic break that he's like thinking that the CIA is following him or whatever, and then he may get violent with somebody that approaches him because he thinks somebody's coming after him. I mean, it's, you know, like, it all plays together, and then they want to blame this individual, and it's like, well, no, it's our faults that this person's still so fucked up. I mean, they're always going to be. They're always going to have trouble. They're always going to have their problems. But if we could, like, figure out, you know, some community resources or, like, just a way to help them when they're going through a break, I mean, it'll be safer for them and everyone else. Like, I don't know. I could go on about this all day the long. Like, this is part of the reason why I quit. I mean, I just felt like I wasn't doing anything positive anymore. I understand that completely. Um because you you should be getting something positive out of your work anyway. Like you mm-hmm. should you should like what you're doing. Doesn't mean you have to. That should be your core passion. Because I think I think if you get tunnel vision with just one thing, then when failure inevitably will happen. Because the only way to succeed is to fuck up a couple times. Right. You know? So if if you put all your eggs in one basket, not not only can it uh, uh, may, possibly make you destitute financially, but like you can get some serious depression like mm-hmm. coming down from this when you invest everything into it. So I, I think you being more judicious with it and like, because if you dedicate a couple years to pursuing something, it's showing good work ethic. It's not showing that you're just like half assing it or anything like that. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I. <sighs> It's a, it's a uh, almost a moral predicament in your mind, right? Because then you have this idea of like, well, if you quit, then that means you're not helping anybody. And it's not true in that right. essence because, like you said, if there's something that's uh, on a bureaucratic level is causing this failure to happen, then what can you do? If you yeah. really wanted, if that became your uh, core passion, was fixing this problem, not necessarily helping people, but fixing this particular problem, then you would want to pursue it legislatively. So, you know, become a litigator or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's been, I think, my biggest struggle since quitting was, like, I'll still wake up and get really bad anxiety at night thinking, well, damn, you're not a nurse anymore. You quit. Like, you are not doing anything to help, like you said, help anyone else. And then I got to take a step back and I'm like, well, it did way on my mental health so badly like I had to be hospitalized I went to the same type of hospital I was working in and you know I I had people approach me and they're like well what do you do other patients and I was like well I'm actually a mental health nurse and then they would laugh and be like well why are you here and it's like just because I'm a mental health nurse doesn't mean that I don't struggle too like I mean, of course I do. Like, this is a hard job. I mean, right. Well, most most clinical uh, psychiatrists, they, they have a shrink they talk to. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's uh, if you're if you're absorbed in like something like like uh, your business all day, like, and you don't get a release from it. I, I.e., 
Like, I'm sure whenever you have off time, you don't, like, sit at home and be like, oh, thank God I can draw and do art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not at all. I barely draw. Like, I don't think I draw as much as I used to now that I tattoo so much. Right. It's, and he doesn't paint? Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't draw or paint for myself at all anymore. You know, I'm constantly drawing for appointments. And then when I'm not drawing for appointments, I'm like... Riding my motorcycle and not thinking about appointments. Right, like you got you got to have yeah. a, a pause or an yeah, off yeah. switch. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, like um, uh, whenever I was up in uh, Jersey, moved up there for a couple years. Like I was pursuing like just audio and music and whatnot, and it was all the time, like twenty four seven, all the time. And then working like a dead end job, like just to keep the lights on. And before you know, it, it's been like three years. It's like man, like. I need to like do something else or something. like yeah. because like I did 10 years in food service industry and it got to a certain point where I realized not only how replaceable like everybody is in that industry but that the at the end of the day it's just management like that's mm -hmm. as far as you can go and you're still doing the same thing essentially you're just now responsible for more yeah. and have to dedicate more of your time to that yeah. I was like man if I'm gonna have to dedicate more of my time to something like I want to like I don't know, like working like computers and design like stuff, graphics and yeah, you know, like because I'm good at that and like people can pay me to do that and they and they do and like you know, like um, I think you had just started whenever I left, you had just started like uh <laughs> like uh, getting like actually paid for being tattoo uh, yeah tattooist. I started in 2008. That's so. yeah, that's when I left. Yep, yep. I got my uh, started my apprenticeship 2008. So. So it's been a while. Yeah, man. His apprenticeship but. was a little bit different though, than like what we're doing with mine. Yeah, I'm taking it a lot slower, um, which you should do. You know, I agree. Apprenticeship. You know, my apprenticeship, you're just kind of like, he showed you how to set up a machine, kind of threw you to the wolves, had to figure it out yourself, um, which is very hard, you know? Um, no doubt. So yeah, we're taking hers a little slower, um, and um, I think it's going to be better this way, you know? She'll be more proud of her first tattoos than I was, you know. All the yeah. I look back on them and I'm just like, man, I wish I could just cut that person's leg off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and at the time I thought it was really Sissy. good, but it's just like, and I think with a little more direction, it would have been better, you know. But the guy that taught me, you know, it's all about money, so yeah, he, <laughs> I, I, ready to make some money. I I remember kind of the fallout whenever uh, the brass quill happened. Yeah, and me just like. That was like I think whenever I first came back, yeah. Because yeah. like I ran to you at like uh, the Blue Pub, they mm -hmm. had like a show, and I was like, like oh my god, like, <laughs> like look at you, <laughs> like you blossomed so much. Well, uh, this was years and years ago when you and I, uh, our bands played a show in Tallahassee. Yep. And I remember telling you, I was like, I don't know, like about you and your band, but you're gonna do great things yep. one day, man. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that that showcase or whatever. Yeah, where yeah. We were all trying to get signed. <laughs> and I don't think anyone got signed. Not one. <laughs> and there was like nobody there. I remember my mom was there and my sister were there. Of course, your mom was there. Yep. yep. She's always there. Yeah, we thought it was gonna be a big thing. <laughs> and like, there was like nobody there. No, not. There were like the judges. One of them gave us like some like solid advice, and he was like, "He's like, you guys should do this, and this, yeah, and yeah. this." He's like, "Then you may have something." We're like, "Oh, okay, cool." Yeah. The other two are just like, "Well, thank you for your time." Yeah. The only thing they told us was, "Uh, you should put a label on your CD because it was just a blank CD and we didn't write a name or anything on it because we forgot." Right. And they're like, "Yeah, you should probably put your name on here," and that was all they told us, and we were like, 
that's it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> there were I remember saying there were other bands that day that, that they were under the impression like oh it's gonna be a big deal too. So they had like intro music yeah. queued Aww. up and like all this other like flashy stuff and there's literally nobody there except the yeah, other yeah. bands. Yeah, it was down at the what's it called? The beta bar? Yeah, it was the beta bar. Oh, the beta bar. Yep. I had some good times there. It was like in the middle of the day, dude. It was like two <laughs> o'clock. Yeah. So it's like, oh, of course there's nobody here. You know. Yeah, that was fun though. It was had my face paint on. And oh, I believe looking it. Good. Man. I bet you good had times. on some jinkos. I did. Had on my skirt, <laughs> my one-legged pant. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, who who inspired you to uh, pick up a guitar initially? In, in my um, I have a half brother, and um, when I was um. He didn't live with us when we were kids. He lived with his mom. So when he would come visit during uh, the summer, he played guitar. And he can play anything. You know, my dad plays guitar. But um, he was in a, in high school. He was in like a Jimi Hendrix cover band. And, like He can play anything. He was always in bands, you know. So I remember when he would come during the summer, he'd like, let me hear like some of his tapes. that, And uh, he left a Nirvana album one time. And... And then I was like, man, I gotta play guitar. I gotta grow my hair out like him, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really who, who done it, you know? There was a, uh, I, I, I didn't have many friends growing up other than my brother, uh, but uh, I, did, I did have a couple, and one of them, he went to a different school, but his name was Corey. Yeah. And I uh, went and saw him like uh, one summer when I was 11, 12, and he had a guitar. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Like, I'd never even seen a yeah. guitar, like an electric guitar in person. And he showed me what power chords were. And he was playing, like, Bush and yeah. Green Day <laughs> and Nirvana. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, this is awesome. And uh, we moved Val uh, down to Valdosta when I was 12. And uh, my dad got me a guitar. And uh, my parents told me a few years uh, afterwards, they were like, we didn't think he was ever going to do anything with it. He was terrible. <laughs> I, I would sit it on my lap because yeah. I, I got tiny hands, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I would sit it on my lap and just put my thumb over the whole fretboard and then just, like, strum like that. It was, it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. But I, uh, eventually, I learned, um, I learned, uh, Green Day and, uh, Brain Stew is the yeah. name of a song. And it's just the same, uh, staccato riff yeah. over and over through the whole song. And I learned how to play it. And, like, so then I only played that for, like, <laughs> months on end, you know? But, uh, uh were you self-taught? Did you, uh, uh yeah. take some lessons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was self-taught. My dad, he, you That's know, he... Up, me too. Yeah, yeah, he showed me oh, power chords and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, you find somebody, like, I met Jake, you know, in the fourth mm -hmm. grade. We were all in the same music, so I had to start a band, you know? Wanted to be like Corn. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ICP? Yeah, 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 yeah. We were rappers first, you know? Mm -hmm. So, which is terrible. <laughs> which is, it was awful. Uh, I came across your all's first demo you did. Oh, at, man. With, uh, yeah, mostly rapping and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like well, it's, 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 sound. yeah, yeah. I was like, well, it's different. <laughs> And then, like, I think we had a sh we had a show together. I think it was like I was seventeen, so I guess you guys were sixteen or something yeah, like yeah. that. And I was like uh, surprised because there was there's not the rapping going on. It was like like corn, mm -hmm. like kind of new metal. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit, they're a new metal band too. 
Yeah. Cause like we were, you know, a new metal band and nobody liked us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much when we would play shows, it'd be us and you guys, and then nobody else was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, tour as it I went. I think we were we were y'all's biggest fan. Me and Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we loved it. So, well, uh, after a few years of it, like people would start coming. But yeah. I remember that like a lot of bands just still like they hated us. Yeah, they but, really did. Like, like oh, it's not like we were like political or anything yeah. like that you know what i mean and i really liked all the other bands that just hated us yeah like, like you know i'm into hardcore music and stuff and yeah. that was real popular i dug the music and i would like try to talk to them like yeah. after a show and they're just like total dicks yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they just thought we were corn we just wanted to be corn you know jake had dreads war kilt yeah. I, don't, I don't see the resemblance but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah it was fun though man it was a, definitely builds character. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've learned that getting booed while you're on stage <laughs> will definitely build your character. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the first time I ever saw Ben was at one of his shows. Yeah, Vito's. At Vito's, yep. Man. Had no idea I was going to marry a new metal kid. That's <laughs> <laughs> why so that was like so cool. Is like whenever y'all became a couple, I'm like, Those two, like, these are two of my friends. That's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. And like, y'all are both individuals. And passionate about your beliefs, and neither one of you all have ever given me shit yeah. about because I don't believe like you guys believe. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's as I told Jake, it's never mattered. It's yeah. all about like your character, your mind, and like yeah. who you are. Yeah, and you it shouldn't matter because it's all personal, you know. Like, Precisely. You know? A, 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 um, and I don't want anybody giving me shit about what I believe, you know. No, so, I like, mean, why it would gets you? Which people hard. do all the time. Oh. <laughs> I really enjoy watching your all's uh, news feeds. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you guys Man. do, post your opinion. You just see Dude. all the people get triggered. Dude. You post vi hashtag vegan and it is Somebody, insane. like, Ben's <laughs> motorcycle got shared on a motorcycle Instagram. And it, like, almost went viral on Instagram. Um, because, you know, it says vegan straight edge on the side really big. So when mm. he's riding... People can obviously see it. And then and I was standing in front, in front of it. Of it yeah. And it was like, I didn't know Starbucks got bouncers. And yeah. I was like, I like I like coffee. Is that a, you know, like, should that offend me? And then no. someone was like, I bet your motorcycle runs on sperm, you faggot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, It was insane. It got shared, like, on four different pages. And then I started just comment back funny things, you know, like some guy was like, oh, he's straight edge. I bet he does CrossFit too. And I was like, yeah, I actually do. You know, like, and then they <laughs> I'm started. I'm actually a swole motherfucker. Yeah, and, then they, tell and, the and then they, they blocked me from the pages. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't even being mean. I was like, just, I was like, this is the internet. You can't get mad, you know? Like, yeah. And then there were like, I commented on one and someone told me that shut up. Yeah. And it like, was insane. It was, I, I think, it was so crazy. I know I've talked with you about it before, because like I, I hadn't I hadn't seen either of you all since since your wedding, and you yeah. all got married on my mom's birthday, so I always remember yeah. Yeah. your all's like anniversary. But that um, with a, a veganism and straight edge like combined, your all's uh, ideological principles are not aligned with social justice warrior culture, right? And the fact that you guys are white will trigger them even further. <laughs> yeah. So, like, with me, somebody else who's just like, nah, I, I fucking, you're all ideological supremacists. I don't like SJWs. Like, yeah. like, it's fucking gross. Like, you're judging people based on what they believe, and they're not doing anything with their beliefs to infringe on yours. That's wrong, yeah. you know? So, you all being separate from that, 
like you all are almost immune to like in any attacks because on one essence you kind of agree with it like like veganism is about like benevolence you know yeah. what i mean ideologically it is about benevolence so you would assume that like a lot of people that are keyboard warriors that are just like like oh you're a horrible fucking person like all this <laughs> would it's like the base the basement of like the foundation of veganism is this principle and they can't get past it yeah so then it just becomes like a rhetorical warfare of saying mm -hmm. like well i'm emotionally triggered by you just being you yeah. so their attacks are all based on emotion meanwhile you're outside the scope of the emotional attacks so yeah. you just get to sort of sit back and be like huh yeah <laughs> yeah interesting you, yeah you really get used to it you know and yeah. it's it's funny people you know people want to be themselves and be proud of what they are but then when they see somebody else soon it's like they get so angry about it and i don't i don't and get I it. Mean, it it is kind of difficult sometimes i'm not gonna lie i have trouble like going on facebook and people like showing their pictures of their deers that they just shot and killed for no reason you know it's like sometimes i do want to be a bitch about it and i kind of <laughs> want to call them out but then i think about it and i'm like well what is that gonna show them about veganism nothing like that's not veganism that's not me spreading compassion that would be be me doing the opposite so like step back you know it's okay i mean it sucks and i hate it but there's nothing i'm gonna do changing to change their mind if i attack them too so like well i i think i don't think you want everybody in the world to be of the same ideological principle because i think in that manner that means you have one puppet master sort of controlling everything mm -hmm. i mean i know that's a broad brush stroke yeah, to yeah. make but in essence that's what you would have right so the fact that like um, america has kind of set the pace like for the world to advance since like we became a country we haven't been a country that long but still we've gotten to this point to where all of these like we're all bastards of culture right, right. like so like we've it's been a uh, it's been interesting in the past couple of years especially with the news just pushing stuff to just trigger you that's that's their whole goal is like is. you don't need a discussion be angry mm -hmm. meanwhile if you look at the history of media before that, during uh, uh, Bush Obama t terrorists the everywhere years, all it was was just like, don't worry about it, but be afraid of like like these diseases. Yeah, you know, it's like this disease panic. It happens every election cycle. Mm -hmm. If if you go back, there's compilations you can see in the news of them pushing it out. Two thousand, two thousand four, two thousand six, two thousand eight, yeah. like clockwork, yeah. and it's. I think it's part of it as well. Like, like I was saying, like the media's job to just trigger you into emotional uh, emotional reaction rather than taking a step back yeah. right. and thinking about something judiciously. But yeah. I think that's why things are getting to the point with like mass shootings happening every day, pretty much, and you know people becoming just more and more violent. It's because that is what we're doing. We're all walking around, and our emotions are just so heightened. Like. I mean, and that's when you can become angry easily. I mean, it it's all it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, not to mention climate change, everything getting crazy with the weather that makes your aggression like levels go up. I mean, it's just I don't well, know. well especially it's all, like, when when it's re when it's repeated certain things like so like 
like mass shootings, mass murders, like they, they have been happening in America since like day right. one. You look at outlaws, you look at problems that have been going on in the hood. They don't report on those because it doesn't fit this narrative of trying to get you emotionally uh, react, uh, reaction yeah. right. uh, from yourself. Um, I think it's the same thing with like climate change. When you start looking, you know, granted, since I'm into conspiracies, I, I tend to get a little obsessive with looking. Yeah. But uh, once you actually start listening to like, well, what are people that disagree? What what are they talking about? Rather than just, well, they're climate change deniers. You shouldn't listen to them. That kind of sounds like a church telling me I shouldn't listen to something that maybe I don't know points to Hinduism having yeah. some truth to it as well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If somebody, I feel they're trying to uh, corner us ideologically as well. And like you said, um, we're like all this stuff, it's it's almost designed to make you angry, right? I, I think in that state, you're also uh, more easily manipulated yeah. by uh, malevolence, yeah. uh, for lack of a better term. So, uh, and I, I look at like some of these school shootings and I, uh, I would not be, or not even school shootings, just mass shootings. But uh, I would not be surprised if some of them have been orchestrated by what we would call, I don't know, the deep state. It's, 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 for, it's foreign intelligence that is embedded in our country's intelligence. And it has been for a while. And I, I don't, like I am very pro Second Amendment because yeah. of the principle of, all right, so you're telling me that people that are not law-abiding citizens are going somewhere and murdering law-abiding citizens and that the solution for that would be to take the guns or limit the means of protecting oneself to law-abiding citizens. It's, it's not solving a problem because yeah. these folks are like, don't give a fuck about the law. They don't give a damn about human yeah. rights. That's why they're murderers. Yeah. Right. And for, for us to try to impose, uh, what would you call it? Um, reconciliation from somebody else's sins mm -hmm. to the rest of us law-abiding citizens get fucked dude yeah. like like I'm, I'm not a gun nut i have guns but i'm not a gun nut but just on that principle alone if you look at the history of the world anytime this idea of gun confiscation comes along that's when you have government coming in and doing bad shit to people. It happens every time. Yeah. They do enough bad stuff now. Yeah, like, that's... <laughs> Even that's, us, have, us having guns, you know, they're, they're still doing bad stuff. Dude, now. have you seen the um, it's stuff in uh, Virginia where it's, it's the same guy, and again, I'm pro-choice, but he's the post-birth abortion uh, governor mm. that says that, like, well, the doctor can decide then. And that he's tied in with... Uh, stem cell and some of this uh, uh, organ harvesting companies. Yeah. So he's just profiting off of it. Yeah. Like he's he's just a normal fucking politician. But they um they put in now uh, the in Virginia where they're starting to try to confiscate guns. They had a protest. Uh, it, there was like something like two thousand people showed up outside the uh, the the state capitol or the governor's house. I don't yeah. know what you call it. Yeah. Um, but peacefully, all of them armed to the teeth, every color and creed you could see in America. And the news didn't say squat about it. Yeah. They may have mentioned it, but they didn't yeah. look at like all of these groups that yeah. were there, just like like nah, Second Amendment, like yeah. from all different backgrounds. It was fucking beautiful. Yeah. So what the Virginia uh, government did, the petition that they need in order to oust a current government, they 
they can't remove it, right? So what they did is they went in the back door and increased the amount of votes to be like double of what they had yeah. in oh. order to oust the government of Virginia. <laughs> so it's just it's just government yeah. giving itself yeah. more power. Yeah, it just makes you not want to get involved with it. You know, yeah. like it's so frustrating. It it makes it makes me want to. Um, I, I like having the dialogue. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Because then you like you can get some sense across some people that are just like. Like, no, like, we need to do something. It's like, I, I agree, but this is not what we need to do. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's not going to solve anything. Yeah. I, I, I would go more with looking at our drug laws and our uh, uh, health care system. And, like, what do we provide? Why are we providing with, uh, through social programs? I mean, mm -hmm. you, we, we can privatize them, put them in the private sector, and use our tax money to go to them so you create jobs in the private sector and your taxes are still going to something beneficial. Right. So we can provide, like, why don't we have free childcare, free drug rehabilitation, like free mental health assessments, yeah. not having uh, big pharma dictate what you can and can't do with your body, which is my argument for the abortion laws. It's, it's, it's telling an autonomous being what they can or cannot do yeah. with the one thing they clearly have as their private yeah. property. The you only know? thing you have <laughs> yeah, like like this is it. That's kind of like the whole thing with like tattoos. Like I would be a hypocrite with me with like these beautiful tattoos to sit here and say like you can't go out there and kill that embryo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it's 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 hypocritical. This is my body. It's my choice. Yeah. Right. Now personally, as far as like the um, the taste or morality of abortion, that's a, a different argument completely. I don't like it, but yeah. again. Like, it's, it's the government. Like, uh, the government has no business telling you what you can or can't do with your body. Yeah. That's that's my point of view on it. Yeah. Yeah, morals are weird because they're, like, kind of made up, you know, a little bit, but... To a degree, yeah. yeah. I think there is something cosmic in us that yeah. we, we know, like, like when you do when you do evil to somebody and you should feel yeah. guilt afterwards, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, because like, I feel like killing animals is morally wrong, but, like... A lot of people don't, you know. So mm -hmm. I don't know who's to say. <laughs> well, even, <laughs> you know, like even even with that, it becomes a tricky argument because yeah. if you're uh, hypothetically, if you're pro-choice and vegan, you yeah. just had a contradiction somewhere so. in the benevolence logic, mm -hmm. right? So it's I I think kind of like what you said, like morality is it's a uh, yeah, it's, it, it's not universal completely. Yeah, you know. Um, which again, I, I think is I think is good. We don't have that that we all don't agree yeah. on the same thing, but we agree on certain things. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and that's that's how you make a society work. Yeah. Yeah. The one of the more like interesting arguments that we always get when you know we're talking about veganism is definitely like Christianity and veganism, because the main argument is always, well, God put these animals here for me to eat, because he won't, he knew I would love to have our dominion, chicken. Dominion, yeah, over dominion animals. over animals. Yeah, dominion over animals. That and word, it's like, dominion. Yeah. yeah, but like, think about how much has changed since biblical times. Like, we aren't still doing the same things they did in those in, during that time period. So, like, why, why would it still be? that closely like why would it still be hand in hand like that i don't know but either way that's been one of our biggest arguments it's definitely one that's kind of you can't really argue it yeah too much because i mean it goes in with like for one we're not christian so like what what are we going to be able to say to convince well that means you're just going that, to hell anyway yeah, so, yeah. Like. <laughs> so it's like well 
I don't know. It's just weird. Well, I, been... I would... Here, here's a counter. You can make somebody like that, especially if it's on like a, a timeline, yeah. is that Pythagoras was actually about benevolence and about uh, all uh, kindness. I think that was 500 BCE. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I, I think... It, it just goes back that to... That wasn't in the Bible, so... It, it, it was <laughs> it not. I'm just saying. Time started then. The Pythagoras? Who the yeah, fuck yeah. is that? Yeah. yeah. Remember that in math. <laughs> but, yeah. Being, being here in South Georgia and then being a vegan... I'm not straight edge, but then as vegan straight edge and then people call us Satanists all the time. So, apparently we're Satanists, so... I mean, it's it's been interesting. Why, why sure. do they call you Satanists? I mean, I wear a lot of... Yeah, Satan we might, shirts, we might know, wear some stuff that so. suggests that we're Satanists, yeah. but we're But, not. you know, I just do that because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I have a shirt that says Satan is King. I don't personally believe in Satan because I don't believe in God. Like, well, how can you believe in one and not the other, you know? Right. But it's very funny in the South on Sunday to wear Satan is King shirts to the coffee shop. I bet people. That, I bet it's a similar reaction to uh, people that wear MAGA hats in Manhattan. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, you, know. you just gotta keep keep people on their toes, you know. So. Well, I mean, I think there's so much so much of like rock and roll culture is sort of uh, derived from the occult itself. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, heavy metal was arguably inspired by the Dark Ages yeah, and like yeah. you know all of this evil shit yeah, that yeah. was going that's on. The, yeah, I guess that's the part of me still. Being punk rock going against the grain, you know, like what's more against the grain than like you know straight edge veganism and hell Satan, you know? Like, that's me. Well, I've always found that just like um, music like that, like like I like a touch of evil in my music. Yeah, you know what I mean. And even like like me, someone who does believe in God, but I like I don't. I don't like organized religion. That's yeah. that's my qualm with it. Uh, I have not been able to find one church that I could go and talk to about this shit i feel like, like hey man i'm telling you if you if you eat enough of these mushrooms yeah you will have a divine experience yeah. they're just like get the fuck out because organized religion doesn't want you to ask questions you know yeah yeah well even with like the um like uh like weed or something yeah. like that like like uh i don't know many bi uh, biblical verses but uh genesis 1 12 i've given you all the seed bearing plants and herbs to use <laughs> so I mean, if it's I, in the Bible, I, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, there's fucked up things that are in like holy books as yeah. well that yeah. people people just want to sort of cherry pick and like yeah. be like, oh, this is the the word. It's it's you got to take it literally. It's like, bro, if you go like a couple books over, it's talking about how to legitimize and beat your slave. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I I I I no. I call it crazy. Stuff. <laughs> what is that? Leviticus has all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, talking about uh, all these abominations. It's like uh, you have uh, sex uh, with your woman on her menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. If you have, God forbid. Yeah, if you have sex with a dude and you're a dude. <laughs> yeah. If you eat uh, 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 cloven-hooved animals, uh, like yeah. all, all this stuff. That's like I don't really think that defines if you're a, a, a good person or not. <laughs> yeah. You no. Know, um, call, call me old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? But uh, now I. Uh, I, I think that the uh, I think the Bible is important, but I, I don't think that it's um, I don't think you should take it to a fundamental level or yeah. anything like that, or or any religion for that matter. But uh, uh, point being, but just like uh, 
uh, with back into like rock and roll culture like um like you're wearing a Marilyn Manson shirt and like Marilyn Manson like when I was 12 oh my god like that was the coolest thing I'd ever <laughs> seen dude right I, I got introduced to Tool and Marilyn Manson both when I was 12 years old and like their videos were so macabre yeah and, like beautiful you know and, like these twisted nightmares and uh, then I think later that uh, summer Corn's uh, Life is Peachy came out and I was like oh my god this is like the angriest thing I've ever heard <laughs> yeah. and like it was also dark as yeah. well but um, god man like I Corn, like now in my mid 30s I can go back and listen to like the first three albums and yeah. I'd be like still good it's yeah. still, like I'll still fuck with this but uh, Marilyn Manson, almost every album he has, I can still fuck with. Yeah, like, yeah. I absolutely love his music. Yeah. What's funny is, like, growing up, so my dad would totally let me listen to any Eminem song. Like, he did not care. We listened to any rap, any Eminem song, and, you know, to me, like, that was pretty risque back in the day, letting your eight-year-old listen to some Eminem. But anyways, <laughs> but when Marilyn Manson came on MTV... My dad looked at me. This is one of the only things I ever remember about him. Like, like I can see it, you know, still. Mm -hmm. He said, if you ever bring home a Marilyn Manson CD, I will ground you and I will probably beat you. Oh he, was like, he was like, you are not allowed to listen to Marilyn Manson ever. Like, if I ever find out you're listening to it, you're going to be in so much trouble. And it was like what like you don't care what i watch you don't care what i listen to but you care about this guy like he's not he i mean to me it just didn't yeah. make sense like eminem has a much darker message yeah. because it's so violent yeah, and right. it's so, definitely way more vulgar than it, it, oh yeah Manson ever well was. plus with hip-hop though Marilyn Manson has hip-hop uh influences in his music mm -hmm. it's it's not as detailed as some something say like Eminem. So, for example, if you uh, just take uh, the lyrics of like Marilyn Manson's longest song and an average Eminem yeah. song, the lyrics of the Eminem song are still going to be significantly longer than Manson's are. Yeah. Right. So, there's a lot, a uh, lot more space for vulgarity and like risque content and mm -hmm. violence in like an Eminem song than uh, almost all of Marilyn Manson's. Yet. Eminem would not have reached prominence without Marilyn Manson being a precursor for him. Right. Like, and I think Eminem knew that. He even like you know, yeah. had him on like had stage on the, and videos yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, he was on that, that video. But yeah, my dad was kind of the uh, the opposite. He hated hip hop. He was like, all they're doing is talking. That ain't music. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if uh, if he took me to the record store with like money I had earned, he would. If it was parental advisory or something, he didn't care. Yeah. He didn't care. It was fine. He got me a Marilyn Manson t-shirt yeah. like for my birthday one year and a corn t-shirt as yeah. well. I was like, thanks, Pops. Yeah. Um, but if it was a uh, if it was rap or hip hop, you'd be like, put that back. Yeah. You ain't buying that. Yeah. My, uh, my mom didn't care at all. She said as long as you get straight A's. Mm-hmm. My, she didn't care at all. Yeah, my my mom, if she took me to the record store, she didn't care if I got rap yeah. or hip hop because there was some hip hop songs she liked. But uh, yeah, if it was like parental advisory though, like yeah. oh no, she she wasn't having yeah. it. That was that was her like. But yeah. Marilyn Manson, she would let me get because like she got like the the art mm -hmm. for she's an art teacher yeah. or was an art teacher. But uh, yeah, my um, <laughs> I have a cousin uh, that whenever we uh, we moved down here in '96, she 
was uh, going to school uh, for the time being in Miami uh, to be a police officer. And then she, uh, she graduated and stayed in the uh, Hollywood area. Mm-hmm. It was like north of Miami, I think. Um, and she, uh, <laughs> she was a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a fake prostitute. Yeah. Like that's, that's uh, what yeah, she yeah. did. So she, she had some interesting stories. Uh, but but uh, anyway, so while she was training, she was uh, working for this uh, food delivery service, like a grocery store that would deliver food. And uh, she uh, was uh, uh, met uh, Brian Hugh Warner's dad, Hugh Warner, Marilyn Manson's dad, yeah. delivering groceries. And then he would request for her to come back and bring the groceries over and over. And so that's how I heard of Marilyn Manson. Cause she was like talking to my mom yeah. on the phone. She's like been delivering groceries for this guy Hugh. Uh, he's talking about his son's band, Marilyn Manson. They've got a video <laughs> on MTV, yeah. and it's pretty wild. And then Sweet Dreams was yeah. that was what she was talking about. Wow. Was the video that he had on wow. MTV? That's like, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. I saw him. Uh, I saw him with the uh, with uh, Eric Herndon. I think it was two thousand and five. Yeah. And so it was still while he was in his prime. His prime, yeah. And he was on his uh, 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 "Lest We Forget" the greatest hits uh, yeah. tour or whatnot. He played for like two hours. Like it was fucking fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah. I see some of his stuff now that he's it's like. Awful. We saw him with Slipknot. Yeah. Uh, two years ago. Three yeah. Years ago. And he he, he was so drunk. He was so drunk. That's that's yeah, what I've was was seen. Is it that, was such a bummer because you know you're so excited and like I mean the whole audience is just sitting down because everybody was just. Disappointed. Yeah. He did walk by us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walked. Yeah, he walked by. I was like, he's right there, you know. And that was. We're like, like, ah! And then, then you're done. Yeah, yeah. But Slipknot on the other (laughs) hand, holy fuck, like the best show. Yeah. Did you you like their uh, their new album? I did. I I I thought it was was really good. I I thought it reminded me of. uh, I like how all all their albums have a different feel to Mm -hmm. them, and this one was almost like a like a haunted arcade. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like kind of glitchy yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. But I saw Jim Root, their guitarist, was talking about that they wanted to do as they've always done, treat it like an album, even yeah. though like that's not what's the marketable thing nowadays. Yeah. People, you know, the short term things. But I think we're like most things, we're starting to see this, uh, the pendulum swing back. So you yeah. look at Slipknot and Tool's new albums, and they are long yeah. as shit. You know, and I like I dig that. Yeah. That's yeah. the type of music I like. Is I want to dive into it and stay in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's doing that because people don't listen to the radio anymore. You know, like, you don't have Possibly. to make a radio song anymore, really. Just listen to Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What you want. Like, yeah. fucking, uh, Tools, uh, uh, Fear Inoculum, I think it broke the Billboard 100, yeah. which, I mean, that's, just them being on that chart is kind of weird yeah. in itself. Yeah. But, it uh, broke the Guinness World Record of the longest song to be on because it's over <laughs> 10 minutes long. Yeah. And like all, I think all but one of the songs on that album are over 10 minutes yeah. long. Like people like long content. It's yeah. like podcasts, you know, 10 years ago, people were like, nobody's going to listen yeah, to yeah. people true. talk that long. How long is Freebird? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like eight minutes long, right? It feels like it. <laughs> I was talking with a buddy of mine, like what if... Leonard Skinner came to like perform a show, right? And they yeah. open up with Freebird, and then they're just like, "Good night, that's it." <laughs> but People... then, then they come back out for an encore and yeah. just play Freebird again. Yeah, no one would care. No one would care, especially if they're at Wild Adventures. Oh man. god, man! They, like they love it. I I think a lot of times, 
people like that and why they like that kind of music, it's it's because it's a it's a program, it's a formula, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And you uh, you get a similar reaction that you um, you're used to. So you, even though you may not know that, like, oh, that's just uh, was it Pacabella that ba 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 ba. Well, if you take the rhythm section of that, it applies like an ungodly amount of like pop songs that just follow that formula. So I think a lot of people like that kind of music just because they don't have to process it. They don't have to think about it. And a lot of times, people like that they don't listen to what you would call angry quote unquote music, which is is normally just dark tinted music. You know, yeah, the good stuff. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so you still play guitar? I know. Man, since I started tattooing, I um, have not. You know, we have an acoustic guitar up at the shop. Every now and then, I'll pull it down for like five seconds. And uh, I did pull my electric guitar out in the closet last year, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This year is going to be the year that I actually play." You know, we've been going to the DIY house, seeing them mm-hmm. shows, and like. You know, when you see a couple bad bands, you're like, God, I could do this. You know, like, you miss it. You know, you're like, I could do so much better than this. It'd be fun, you know. And, and I'm into a lot, you know, I was when I was in a band, we were so new metal, and that was all I listened to, you know. And now I listen to a little wider range, you know, you know, hardcore, straight-edge hardcore, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, man, it'd be so much fun to start, like, a vegan, straight-edge, militant, <laughs> hardcore band. You know, just kind of like fun and just ignorant you know just to piss people off just super i mean but i'm the only one i know so <laughs> but um anyway so yeah i got my guitar out and it's still sitting just sitting there waiting for me to pick it up man i just i don't make the time anymore you know really Shit, dude just you start know? doing the uh, the one man band thing so, yeah 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 right that's what I, that's what i need to do but um yeah i just gotta make time you know i i tattoo so much and i draw so much it, you know my weekdays are so busy between getting up early, working out, you know, just haven't put it in my schedule yet. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm a very scheduled person. At like eight <laughs> no every night, so, so doesn't uh, leave much room. Plus, yeah. we have eleven animals, so you know, <laughs> they take up a lot of our time. Good lord, <laughs> that's a lot. I've got one cat. <laughs> yeah, we have nine. Yeah, we have nine. So nine cats. Nine cats. Holy hell! Yeah, they're are they, amazing. Are they all fixed? Yes. Oh, yeah. Alright. Well, that's good. That way you don't have, like, have a cat orgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, we um, we had one dog. She was a black lab. Her name was Puff. Aww. And uh, we had uh, one cat. Her name was Pookie. And Pookie was... Uh, she was the uh, the thought cat of the neighborhood. <laughs> Pookie uh, got... She got around the block a lot. Yeah. In four years, she had ten litters. Holy God. Like she was just constantly just shitting out kittens. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. Well, there's another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. None of that at our house. So <laughs> we have enough. Uh, we one of our cats. She's a female and she's so fat. Like we were kind of scared she was pregnant because she's so round. But we're like, they're all fixed. Yeah. So like. Even the dogs. So uh, it's not the dogs. <laughs> well, thank God for that. I'm telling you. What kind of hybrid animal <laughs> Dude, would that come out? I don't even know. Ugh, I don't think it would be terrifying. cat dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would Damn hope. Damn it. <laughs> that would be so nightmarish. you imagine that? Like, go to the pet store, you see something just two opposite kids. Yeah, yeah. Where did they shit? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's the age-old question. Yeah, that's like human centipede shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, one, one mouth eats, the other one yeah. shit. Oh, man. 
It's good. It's good to have civilized conversations. <laughs> People will enjoy this content for sure. But um, but no, I need to. I need to start playing more. I miss it. But. It's it's therapeutic, man. So. If like uh, you know the the guitar is like the oldest friend I have. You know, yeah, that's, that's my first love. Yeah, and you know just um, there. It's it's kind of like a security blanket at times. You know, yeah. even if there's just like me who like. You know, I I live by myself, yeah. so I got I got to have something to occupy my time where like I'm not at work. You yeah. Know? So, like, I've I've learned that having the guitar and just staying with it, even if it's only once a week, yeah. I stay with it at least like an hour, like once a week. Yeah. And keep my chops up. Yeah. Plus, I'm getting older, and like, you know, the the knuckles and the fingers <laughs> they don't work as well as they used yeah. to. You know. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. So I, th I think it's uh, the back of my mind is sort of like uh, uh, you know, the mortality starts kicking mm -hmm. in the older you get, and it's just like, oh god, I gotta, I gotta record all these good guitar parts while I can still do it, because like another ten years, I don't know if I'll like yeah, my yeah. power cord is gonna be hurting even more. <laughs> than it is yeah, now. everything's gonna be drop D then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just use open tuning. I'll That's go back right. to playing it on my lap. <laughs> yeah, with my yeah, thumb. yeah. One fret, all strings, good to go. <laughs> yep. That will be how I have to learn how to play with my damn hands. So. so you've been learning how to ride a bike as well? Then did I see that on like your all's uh, feed oh, of you on the motorcycle. <laughs> I was like, a bike? I know how to ride a bike. <laughs> I can barely ride a bicycle. Um well I did. I I took a Harley class, but I dropped out the second day, so I never got my license and um I'm kind of terrified of the bike now. It all happened during the class. I don't really know what happened. It just, yeah. I, like I think during the class they tell you like everything that could happen that's, you know, wrong that could happen. You could die and all this stuff, which is something you shouldn't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you gotta sugarcoat it, you know. So, yeah, they messed up doing that. So, so. Well, you get a horse like... instead. <laughs> You ever been, uh, done uh, horseback riding before? Mm, no, no. Anything. Have you ever done it? No, I don't like horses. I mean, I like all animals because oh, I'm vegan. But right, like, right, right. Horses. You don't. He's you don't have to be. There's something about them, man. When I, look, when I look at their heads and their eyes, they remind me of aliens. You know what I mean? Like I feel like aliens came down and they're here, and they are just horses that are watching us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you look in a horse's eye, man, just scary. <laughs> they're uh. Their teeth is what is the most frightening. Dude, that's another thing. Like, well, because you you'll see them like they've that big old head of theirs. It can yeah. like turn like all the way back here, and yeah. like then the teeth can like yeah. come out even further. Yeah, there's like a xenomorph on yeah. alien, or something maybe like, like that. a little like mini horse or something, like little Sebastian or something. Like, <laughs> like I'd probably like that maybe. You know, but like a normal standard horse that's not a unicorn. You should do a photo shoot <laughs> of you just wearing a loincloth yeah. and just like this buff old tattoo dude yeah. riding a tiny little <laughs> horse. Little, little Sebastian. <laughs> you guys should though, man. Like like riding a horse. Like I've I've only ridden a a, a motorized bicycle once. Yeah. Um. I uh. I did okay riding it, but then when it got slow and I went to turn, then of course I yeah, fell, fell over. over. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's so, everybody's problem yeah. on motorcycles. <laughs> I wasn't damaged, neither was the bike, so yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's all good on that accounts. But like, like a horse, man, that that type of exhilaration you'll get on a horse as well. And plus, like, it's it's an independent thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but it's it's exhilarating, dude. Yeah. I was riding down the, the road here and was coming around the corner and there was this dude wearing a Rastafarian t shirt with like dreads all the way down his back and just riding a horse one hand. <laughs> <laughs> like throw awesome. have a hand away like damn man I wonder if that dude's got like weed in the saddlebag or something <laughs> yeah we won't be doing any horseback riding but yeah. I'm down to pet some horses for yeah, sure yeah. down to pet them I wouldn't, I wouldn't pet a horse yeah. <laughs> I'll take a picture of you petting a horse perfect I will zoom in if y'all ever thought about like uh like starting like an animal sanctuary or something like that. Yeah. Like as far as like when you get yeah. you know old and feeble and yeah yeah we that's definitely our long-term goal. yeah it's a long term goal you know there's a there's a lot that goes into taking care of animals which we don't have the time or right. the knowledge right now but eventually that'd be something. I think so. there's one in um Saint Augustine if I'm not so. mistaken yeah. like it's a uh, it's a it's not not a zoo zoo. It's like yeah. you know, a preserve where they have like yeah. land and yeah, they can run around. Yeah, there's a lot there's of them a lot everywhere. Of them, yeah. You know, um, we've been to a few. Um, there's actually one down the road here, um, Fifth Day Farm. It's they're not vegan owned, but they rescue all of their animals. They have a huge tortoise. They have llamas, um, pigs, cows, hmm? everything, birds, bunnies, guinea pigs. The the birds kind of make me I'm I'm not too I'm not too keen on it. Like every time I see uh, birds in sanctuaries, because they're not usually in an aviary. Yeah. They're usually just in a cage. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like birds are supposed to fly, man. Yeah. Like the, one of the saddest things I've seen I was at an animal uh, preserve in West Virginia, and like it was like awesome. You know, like they've got you know plenty of room for the animals. But they had two bald eagles in like this tiny little thing. I'm like, that's yeah. that's the most un-American yeah. thing I've ever seen. Yeah. That's how I feel about like reptiles when I see people with reptiles. Mm -hmm. You know, like, does that bearded dragon really want to live in a you know shoebox sized tank? You know, like, yeah. I don't know. And I used to I used to have snakes. I had a I've had yeah. two bearded dragons in my lifetime, yeah. and like. I feel the same way now. I, I don't think I could go back. Now, if one really needed a home and needed rescue, I might foster yeah. one for a bit. But even just thinking about feeding a snake now, I don't know how I could do that. Dropping, like, dropping pygmy mice. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't. When, even when I had a snake before, when I was still eating meat and dairy and all that, I mean, I would cry every time I fed my snake. But also, like, I know that they have to eat, so... Yeah. It's it's very so we should just release difficult. them and let them yeah. do well, their thing. Yeah, let's just let them <laughs> let them invade the you know. Let them show up. What, what yeah, was that neighborhood in Valrasso where they all got there was a monkey too, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah. I think so. It was like five years ago. Like yep. it was like a spider monkey yeah. that had been seen in Valrasso. Yeah, yeah. So just leave them alone. That's it. I'm so down with that. Just let them do their thing. Well, I mean, I. You know, life feeds on life, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I, I, I wouldn't want a reptile for both of those reasons. One, I, I don't, I don't want to see like cute little mice get like just yeah. <coughs> not yeah. gobbed up. And uh, plus, like you said, it's a confinement. Like, yeah. like yeah. they, they, they don't want to be in this little box. Yeah. I feel guilty enough about leaving like the cat in the house. Yeah. You know, a, a bigger box, but. Yeah. Like uh, there are there are feral cats out here in these woods, and uh, <laughs> dude, the first the first night I got my cat bonkers, like 
I uh, came home from like running like an errand, and I just see this swarm of cats circling the house. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> so, yeah, they want to like initiate them in their gang or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Hard pass cats. Yeah. One of the things about veganism that like is kind of weird too is the fact that we do have pets. Like in a perfect vegan world, we wouldn't because they're not here for our entertainment. They're not here, you know, for us to do as we please with them. But because of the way we've treated animals so much in the past and the way that we've conditioned them, now we have domesticated animals. Right. So now they yeah, need yeah. homes. So yeah. now... Because cats and dogs aren't natural. You know? Yeah. Oh, so, no, no. So, it's our fault, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely different. Well, I, I think if you... you you shouldn't be an ideologue with any of your beliefs, right? Because mm-hmm. then you're so rigid that yeah. if you get somebody who wants to take you down ideologically, it becomes even easier for them to do yeah. it, right? right? So, like the, the argument of like, yeah. like, well, if you're if you're going to be pontificating about animals' treatments to the point to where somebody can say like, yeah, but you have pets, yeah, like now you've sort of painted yourself in a corner, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. hard to get out of. But at the same time, it's like. Um, there's this guy, uh, Gad Saad. He's a uh, um, he's from Lebanon. He was on Joe Rogan, but he was talking about that uh, even with like religion. Which personally, I, I view veganism as a religion. It has its principles. It elevates yeah. you to higher consciousness. That that's a religion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he said that uh, you should do it a uh, what do you call a cafeteria. He, he was talking about Islam, so the cafeteria Muslims, yeah. where you say like like yeah, this all may be within the ideology, but these are the parts that resonate with me. So I'm yeah. gonna, I'm taking these parts, and you guys can argue over the rest yeah. of it. And I, I think that's the way that you you should approach your values. Yeah, like, yeah. That you you like you said you don't you don't you don't want to force anything on anybody because yeah. I, I don't want anything forced on me yeah and plus like you if you're if you are trying to make a difference and uh, arguably convert more people to that way of life then the way to do that is through benevolence and through being kind to them and showing them mm-hmm. that like like hey it's it's not all this hype that you hear about yeah. there's like we're just normal people yeah, yeah. that just we're not gonna throw red paint on your fur coat. <laughs> i mean we might be like Oh, she's wearing fur. But other than that, you know, we're not going to be violent. <laughs> but it is, it is crazy that to, uh, I've talked about this before, just, you know, how uh, veganism is American as fuck. Because it, only in America, where we have these advancements, can something like veganism go from being like a, a small collective to being this like strong, unifying idea. Yeah. But I think that's just the, you know, there's a lot of other like, countries that eat vegan they just don't call it vegan that's just the way they eat mm-hmm. you know like just because they can't you know meat's expensive over there like in a bunch of african countries you know like we eat a lot of um i know like ethiopian food a lot of it's vegan just because they don't have a lot of meat you know it's more beans and you know stuff like that so like it's just more commercialized here i, I feel like you know what i mean it's the, it's the convenience of it i yeah i, I don't you know, know so i don't like, like the factory farming at all yeah, you right. know like if if, if you are going to be a farmer and like you know yeah. have cattle and chicken and whatnot you should let them live as long as they can live yeah and then you know take that into consideration with your business uh, i i don't like it where you you see these factories where it's, it's they're just kept in these pens yeah. and cages which is pretty much how all the 
They all are, really. Yeah. You know, like. That's well, just... well, here, here in the in the South, you definitely got like cattle farmers that they're just like like acres and acres yeah, of land. Yeah, but nobody's buying that. Everybody's going to Walmart. You know what I mean? For the most, <laughs> like, for the most, for part. The most part, because it's cheaper. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah, it's cheaper. So. But. How long have you been a vegan now? Uh, let's see. March will be four or five years. Year five on that four. Yeah, it'd be five years in March. Was it uh, Jake that got you uh, into No, I actually got Jake to go vegan. <laughs> you know, all right, so Jake, you know, he's vegetarian forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always made fun of him for being vegetarian. Remember I had a meat chest piece <laughs> yeah, tattooed? <laughs> yeah, you know, and then... And um, you blacked it all out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so... Um, You're one tough cookie. So yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, man. I just, one day I left the gym and I was like, I'm going to try to be vegan, like... I didn't know anybody that was really vegan, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, let me just try it for 30 days and see how I feel physically, you know? And I feel great, you know? Like, it was, it's weird to explain to people. Like, it was like my mind got clearer. You know, like when I was tattooing, I'd be tattooing a line and it just seemed like more focused. It was, it's hard to explain, you know? And um, I felt lighter, you know, not like, not like physically lighter, you know, I didn't lose any weight or anything, but like mentally, and I don't know, maybe like some kind of spiritually or something, I don't know, I just felt lighter, you know? I, I think you could tie you know, spirituality Yeah, you know, that. there's Absolutely. so much there's so much negativity that goes into meat, you know, like think, and you're eating all that negativity, you know, like you, a cow screaming, they die, that's in the meat, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, then you eat that, that's in you, you know, that's just, so like it's, once I quit putting that in my body, it's like I felt freer, you know, like, I don't know. And, uh, yes, I did that for 30 days and felt the best I've ever felt, and I still feel that way, so I just couldn't go back. Yeah. And you, then, look, you look the best, yeah, like, yeah, currently and, that yeah, I've ever I known I feel you. better, you know? And, um, yeah, so then I, you know, Jake finally went vegan, like, the next month, you know, because he's like, well, fuck, if Ben can do it, you know what <laughs> I mean? He's got a steak tattoo on his chest, you know? He's like, I can do it. And he'd been wanting to do it, too, anyway, you know, he just... You know, sometimes it's hard not knowing anybody or having like a community. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you two were the first guys I knew that you know. Yeah. Went for veganism. You know, so mm -hmm. um, and and, you, and, and you, didn't do it for uh, uh, vanity reasons. Yeah, you know? right. Because yeah. I know some people. There's just a lot like, of celebrities do that all the time. You know, oh, yeah. I'm vegan. You know, trying to be, get cool points, but yeah. So um, yeah, I'm a vegan, and then uh, you know, Kelly went vegan. My mm -hmm. sister went vegan, and then. You know, me and Ansley got together. She went vegan. And the whole shop is vegan now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The whole tattoo shop. And we're trying to, you know, all our supplies, as much as we can, you know, is vegan. You know? Right. Um, and we're switching over to biodegradable, compostable, plastic-free supplies, nice. too. So um, we're trying to, as much as we can. Right. You know, um, so we're trying to do that, too. So it's trying to be better. You know, nothing's perfect, but... Or at least well, I mean, you got to help. <laughs> baby steps are still progress. Yeah, it is. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, and, and and plus it's 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 good to see something that is arguably a uh, a true alternative tattoo yeah. shop. Yeah. Like because we we have a thriving tattoo community we, down here. We have a we really big tattoo community. Like, here. and you wouldn't think so because it's yeah. the buckle of the Bible Belt. But yeah. Like whenever I'm, whenever I left. Uh, for Jersey, I came back like a year or two later, and I had pretty much sleeves, yeah. and like it was a taboo thing, yeah. like to like have visible display of tattoos if you're not a tattooist. Yeah. You know? And now, you know, ten years later, it's like nobody cares. Nobody. Nobody yeah. cares. 
So I, I think it's uh, I think it's good to see that kind of progress in an area that you, you arguably you think the South is kind of stagnant and set in their yeah. ways, and they're really not. They just need coaxing. To yeah. like, like, and it's slow. It's there's progress. It's just slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Like being, you know, I'm a registered nurse with face tattoos. People can't believe it. You know, it's like. Well, how did you get a job? It's like, well, I did it the same way you did, ma'am. I uh, applied for it, interviewed for it, and I had my education. So there you go. Like, yeah. But well, I'll I'll tell people because occasionally I'll get stopped by like they're usually either like younger than me or you know baby boomers older yeah. than me. Uh, but the ones that are younger than me, they'll ask me about the sleeves, and they'll say that like, well, I'm getting a like a half sleeve or something because I'm trying to get a job somewhere yeah. or something. I'll say, oh, okay, cool. Let me ask you this: Why would you ever want to work for somebody that judges you on the color of your skin? <laughs> and you see just like a yeah. light bulb go on, yeah. because it's if you look at um, in Georgia, anyways. If you look at uh, the clause whenever you're applying or being hired for a job and says we don't discriminate based on it'll list all these things out yeah. race ethnicity and color are included yeah. so color is literally the color of your skin it has nothing to do with your ancestors yeah. or anything like that so if you're gonna work for somebody that's gonna judge you yeah. based on like oh what oh, I noticed that you have blue and green tribal on your <laughs> knuckles you know or, or something like yeah. that like why the hell would you want to work for somebody like that? Yeah. And again, like I think, like you just sort of negated that argument by like saying, like, hey, I've got face tattoos and I'm a registered nurse. You're so it renders their argument null because mm -hmm. it's it's all about like like you said, like your credentials and your character. Yeah. And a, you know, willingness to work. You want to show somebody like, hey, I can make you enough money to give me money. Yeah. Like that's what a job is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and my, I mean, like, my patients, not one of them, even my oldest patients, they never looked at me and fired me as their nurse because of my tattoos. I mean, if anything, like, they, it just gave us more to talk about, and they were always pleasant about it. So, I mean, I really think, for nursing anyways, it was about how you presented yourself. I mean, I know that it's true about everything, every job, but it was, I mean, that's the big thing in nursing. You want to seem nice, at least. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't, you don't want people to uh, be terrified <laughs> yeah. of you, you know? Oh, look. Here she comes with the needle. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was talking about this with a friend not too long ago about, like, how tattoos, or visible tattoos at least, and granted, my, I don't have any tattoos on my face, as yeah. uh, you, you kind folks do. <laughs> but still, like, uh, you know, you see somebody like that and, like, there's a stigma of they're like, oh, that's a hard motherfucker right there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I'm a big pussycat. Man. Yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> I remember, you know, I used to wear a big septum ring. You know, I got face tattoos. And, and somebody sent me a message, and they were like, hey, uh, so-and-so saw you in the store, and they wanted to talk to you about a tattoo, but they said you just look so intimidating. And I was like, I'm in here buying bananas. <laughs> you, know? you know, I was like, what's... I'm buying some bananas. Like, what's scary about that? Yeah. Oh, because I got face tattoos, you know? Yeah. And I think I'm one of the nicest people, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm very, I've always, I've always yeah. told people that. I, I was talking. Very mean. I saw you at a coffee shop a couple yeah. months ago. So I'm like, I'm there on a date, and yeah. like, we were talking about Ben. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she was like, she's like, oh, he's, he's like, he's like you know, such a 
scary looking dude. I'm yeah. Like, ben? Like, <laughs> yeah. like Ben's like one of the nicest people I know. Yeah. It's like every time I see him, I'm like, I want to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I shit you not, 20 seconds later, Ben comes <laughs> rolling by. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Ben! Yeah, I could, I could hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Spidey sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I must go to the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much everybody is a tattoo nowadays. So. Yeah. For, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it's weird for me uh, being around so many tattooed people, meeting people that don't have tattoos. Like, that's weird to me when I meet somebody that doesn't. Because then I'm like, I don't think I can trust you. You know, like, you know, like, I can't look at your body and, like, automatically have, like, a connection and I can't see what you're into, you know? Like, what are you hiding? You know, that's how I feel sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is a... It's a little odd yeah. that uh, you know you meet somebody that like that nobody mod yeah. at all. Yeah. And like I, I had a couple piercings when I was younger, and then I don't know like when I when I started getting into body mod, I think I had I had both my eyebrows done, I had like my tongue done. My dad was like, just don't pierce your ears. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I said like, okay. So yeah. so like I, I never did. Yeah. Um, and like now, like you know, in my mid thirties, I am I'm not about to pierce my ears. Like yeah, I, yeah. like my appearance gets enough attention as is. Yeah, yeah. That uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I would just look odd. Yeah. With uh, with piercing them. I can just imagine you with two diamond earrings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that dude fancy. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I don't wear jewelry. Yeah. At all. Like yeah. every time I had a necklace, I ended up like either losing it or you know just being like this is stupid you yeah know. it's never been me uh, well shit guys it's a short session but i know we gotta we got some stuff to do i'm gonna yeah get tattooed get and whatnot. tatted up oh <laughs> uh, yeah thank you guys so much for doing this man yeah 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 thanks for uh, inviting us man oh hell yeah dude yeah. hell yeah it's fun dude. just talking yeah, man. Like it so, really is. Yeah, we haven't talked in so long. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it's real nice. Well, I mean, like both of us are kind of homebodies. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, and you, uh, you know, local celebrity. And <laughs> yeah, hood famous. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't get out much, so. Dude, like when it, whenever I'm not at work, I like I like to just I, I want to be home with my cat and work on music and yeah. like podcast stuff. Like I. I've, I don't like going out and like you know partying and whatnot. Like I'm I'm too old for yeah. that shit, man. Yeah, and, never it and I don't even drink alcohol like yeah. hardly ever anymore. So I mean, if I am gonna drink it, I don't want to be out in public. Yeah. <laughs> one drink, I'm gonna be sloshed. You know. <laughs> but hell yeah! Thanks guys for uh, thank you for man. doing this. Thank you. Pleasure as always. Later, y'all.